You're listening to Date Smarter Sexier with your host, matchmaker and dating coach, Andrea LaRosa, accompanied by co-host Kanan, where we're talking about everything love, sex, and relationships. Now let's get chatting. Hello, friends. We've missed you for the one week you haven't heard us. Uh, we're having um, an amazing season. Kanan and I are having so much fun with all of our guests this season because they're talking about dating. We are exploring new conversations. And uh, I'm learning really- a lot about straight people. And <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I'm like, wait, what? Because you know what? I never went through the phase as a gay man where I was dating women and then I jumped over to men. I kind of figured that shit out early. I was like, you know what? I don't want no kids in this situation. I don't want a woman in this situation. That's like, oh my God, he's gay. This is terrible. I don't know what to do. What did I do? I didn't want any of that. So I went straight over to dating men right away. Around the time Mm -hmm. I was 17, 18, 19. Even though there was the influence of Disney, even though every movie had a heterosexual, you know, Um, hero story, I still never went that avenue. So our guests this season so far have been like opening my eyes to, if I could just be totally honest with you, I feel like there are a lot of blocks for straight people when it comes Mm. to dating. Whereas for gay people, we are like the complete opposite. We like, you know, we're the extremes where it's like, we're having sex with people we've only known for five seconds. So that's the complete opposite of, of what right. straight people do. So, and I'm not saying all gay people do that because I don't want to get like, right. not, I am not a whore, but I am gay. I don't want any male like that, but I am saying there is the right. extreme. So there's been- more acceptable behavior. That's just kind of um, the norm for mm-hmm. gay and lesbian relationships where the heterosexual relationships are falling into this old school fifties mentality that we're trying to really push hard to get out of. Yeah. So while we're trying to push really hard to get out of that, you know, the norm for um, gay and lesbian relationships came along much later and were established very differently. And so, yes, there are a lot of blocks, but with you saying that I do want to remind our listeners that if you want to be a guest on our show to please reach out to us, you can email us or you can hit us up on uh Instagram. Instagram, yeah, your the the your our Facebook group. Actually, if you go to our Instagram page now and date smarter show, uh when you click the link, it goes directly to the group. So you can either go to the website or the groups. Actually, no, you can go to our anchor page, but leads you to all of our different um right. links to different places our podcast is playing. But also it can go to the group. So if they can reach out to you in the group, that would be good as well. But yeah, they can definitely go through our Instagram page. And something I wanted to shout out today um, on the show, something that's been really, and our guest today is probably going to talk about her experience with this as well when we bring her in. But the frustration with dating apps has been an ongoing issue. And I feel like since the pandemic, it's exploded into like this major challenge, right? Yeah. 
And so something I realized that we need more of, and I get asked because I do matchmaking, but matchmaking, I'm not going to lie, matchmaking takes a little bit longer. Matchmaking is not a guaranteed relationship and matchmaking is extremely expensive because of all the work that the coach has to do to make that match happen. Um, And I've heard a lot of my friends going out there trying to do matchmakers and saying like, I'm spending thousands and thousands of dollars and not getting an actual relationship from the matchmaker. Then on the flip side, I hear people saying, I'm so tired of the dating apps. It's just full of scams and full of pigs and crazies and women trying to just make a quick buck and men who are just trying to get laid. It is just consumed by scams and just fakeness all around. So I think there's people that are afraid to date altogether, you know, yeah, that aren't even on these apps, but also want love. It's like, what do they do? You know, if the apps is not even an option. And people are turning to Facebook dating and Facebook groups to find dates. So I've decided that why not create a space, a Facebook community, in other words, a Facebook group that allows in anyone who is single and open to long distance dating. It will not be me matchmaking you in there. It'll just be all singles in this group. And so I am gathering all of my lists right now and I'm going to send it out. So if you want to get included into this group, send us an email, let us know, and I will put you on the list to include you into this free group. It's totally free. It's just creating a community for singles to come and meet each other. And there's going to be fairly strict rules because what's happening right now is a lot of these Facebook groups that are for singles, the organizers and the admins are kind of clearing their hands of it saying, you know what, it's all on you. You date at your own risk. Don't complain to me. And it's becoming, it's becoming an unsafe area or space for people. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be very hands-on with the group and set very specific parameters around it. So people can come and feel safe and date and talk. And, you know, if you have to block someone, you have to block someone that happens a lot, but we need more opportunities for singles to meet, even if it is long distance, because mm-hmm. I am seeing a lot more relationships kind of come to fruition by long distance. And Kanan and I have talked about this before, about having that established friendship, established relationship, really allowing for the exposure effect yeah. to kind of take place, right? Yeah, And we're not doing that when it comes to dating. So listeners, this is really important for you guys to understand is that stop looking for the spark. Look for somebody that you can imagine being with long term and your best friend. You're looking for your best friend. I've never heard anyone in a healthy long-term relationship say like, yeah, my spouse is okay, but all these other people are my best friends. I love love seeing like the um, couples that you can tell have been together for like a good amount of time, like at Mm -hmm. an amusement park together and they're in line and you can see like the little kid in them coming out. And I just imagine them doing that for years and years and years because somehow they just matched up and they found an alignment and interest and it just keeps them going. Because Mm -hmm. if you don't have that, then it's, you know, it's not a great experience with love. 
Exactly. And it's why we keep telling you guys, keep dating. You have to date your partner. If you stop dating, then your relationship is going to kind of crumble and fall down to the wayside. And that's when problems start to arise. You stop communicating. You start looking elsewhere for attention. There's all these problems. Anyways, I'm I'm just on a rant. (laughs) And with that said, let's see how this all is panning out for our guest. We are welcoming back Wanda. She was on season one with us. Was it one? Yeah, it was season one. (laughs) And today we're going to kind of dive into her dating life and see how life has been treating her since the pandemic and seeing if, you know, men have changed at all, especially Canadian men. Wanda, welcome back. Thank you. It's awesome to be here. I love you both. Love you, Wanda. Oh, we love you. <laughs> the conversation we had last time was so great. So I'm glad to have you back and hear about your experiences since then. Thank you. Awesome. So let's start with the basic. How are you meeting guys? Well, um, mostly I've been on the dating sites. So right now I've kind of weeded it down to one dating site because, um, like you, like you said, there's a lot of scams going on and it's kind of a free for all. So I did find one that's not as bad. Um, I am going out and doing things like, you know, going to, um, whether it's like, uh, like I went to a doing pianos event. And, uh, you know, didn't really talk to anybody there, but it's just kind of, at least I'm there. I'm kind of interacting a little bit as much as I can. And, um, so yeah, it's, I prefer doing it the old fashioned way, to be honest, Mm -hmm. I hate the dating site. (laughs) So, so share a little bit about like your experience, what it's been like on these, like what dating site are you using? First of all, and like, what's it been like, like, what are the types of men that you're meeting? Okay, right now I'm currently on elite singles and I do oh, find yeah. that yeah, I find it is better. It's a higher quality uh, for the most part, higher quality men. And, um, but the only problem with it is it's definitely long distance. Uh, there's nobody in my area. It seems um, not to say they're not out there, but they're, they're not really on this particular dating site. Um, so Closest, most of the men are from like the Toronto area. So it's like a three, four hour drive mm. one way. And, um, but they don't have, uh, the scammers on there. So they get rid of them right away, which is the only, nice. it's the only site that I've ever been on. I've been on quite a few that actually do that. So they even send you an email message saying, Hey, you know, this person we're investigating because we suspect. Um, wow. so. Yeah, so I do like that part of it. Um, so yeah, I tried a bunch of the other ones, and yeah, yeah, it's just too easy for them to set up fake accounts, and they're pretty obvious when they're fake now. Although a few of them have definitely slipped through. I know with clients, I've noticed like a few of them slipping through where I'm just like, wait a minute, actually, I don't think this is real. <laughs> like they almost tripped me up. How do you tell if they're fake though? Like. What are some of the telltale signs of their fate? Well, yeah, it's pretty easy. They're they're very typical. So they'll ask you right away for uh, your phone number to do WhatsApp or do some sort of hangout or something like that, or an email address. 
I mean, who uses email anymore to talk to people? <laughs> you know, when you're dating, <laughs> it's kind of like, I had, uh, <laughs> I had someone give and, me an AOL email address the other day. I was like, what's wow. that? How do you even <laughs> check that? <laughs> Wrong era, dude. <laughs> but you said you want elite singles and you said that it's not a lot of men there. Like, what are the other options? Like when you go onto this site, are the men usually like more than 20 miles away, 45 miles away? Are they usually un, like not that appealing as far as their profile goes? Like what's usually the situation? There literally might be just in, I think I've been on there for a couple of months now. And there literally has been like maybe three guys that are in my local area. Everyone else is a four hour drive away. Mm. Um, have you not met anyone? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did. That oh, was an experience. That story there? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story there, yes. Yeah. Dude, I remember tell. doing that before. <laughs> <laughs> he seemed really nice. We met at a, a winery and um, things were going really good. And in my profile, it says, what don't you like? And since the men are all putting what they don't want, I decided, why not? And one of the things is that I, I don't like a messy home and I don't like, you know, like, I don't like it dirty. And I put that in there. And so while we we're talking at the winery, he's like, so it said in your profile that you don't like dirty and messy homes. So I'm not sure if I should ask you back to my place to cook you a meal. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> anyway, long story short, went to his place. Uh, it was pretty bad that he has, so he, this was his, he had rotation toilets. So four bathrooms at his home. <laughs> okay. Four bathrooms in his home. And then he said, well, I use one washroom until it's so disgusting. I can't use it anymore. Then I go to the next one and I do the same. And then I go to the next one. I do the same. Well, all four of them were dirty when I got there. So he knows that I don't like this and yet he didn't clean. So while I'm there, he goes and he cleans one of the bathrooms and he's like, <laughs> while he's cleaning and I'm thinking to myself dude like how can you think this is okay <laughs> so yeah fuck? yeah that, <laughs> that kind of ended it for me <laughs> okay wow. so here's I am here's like a literally a shock of that story <laughs> like not yeah go ahead <laughs> here's the note to all the men who are listening right now and thinking like I don't even, whatever the fuck you're thinking. Okay. So if you're going to invite a woman back to your place, make sure that shit is clean. It's yeah, not that disgusting. hard. Or don't ask her back to your house and wait yeah. to do that for another date. Instead, suggest, hey, I'm hungry. If you're hungry, let me take you to dinner. Let's find a restaurant nearby. Don't be an idiot. You, this guy missed out on a really great opportunity. And now we'll not get a second date simply for the fact that like your shit ain't ready. You can't have the bachelor pad ready for the bros to come over. If you want a woman. His bros aren't even your, going over. It right? looks like that. <laughs> so <laughs> you want a woman in your space. It needs to be ready and presentable. Otherwise you suggest going somewhere else to a yeah. restaurant. Yeah, that seems like, like you literally told him what you didn't like. and He still 
He he disregarded that thinking, oh, my personality will win her over. No, it doesn't work like that. And your personality is basically, I don't give a shit what you like. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And the crazy thing was, he actually took me to each of the four bathrooms and showed me what they looked like. That is seriously crazy. I've never seen anything. I've never even seen a public bathroom this disgusting. It was bad. Oh my God. Well, at least, you know, he had a house. Yeah. <laughs> at least there's that. I mean, this is silver lining somewhere. Oh, Yikes. His, kitchen, his kitchen was gutted as well. So he really didn't have a kitchen to cook in. So. Why did he invite you back to his house? I don't know. Maybe Do you he think was... he was trying to get laid? What? Well, it wasn't working. <laughs> like, no. that's. I genuinely think once a man is outside of his parents taking care of him, which is either his dad or his mom or wherever his guardian was, I don't know. Once they leave like college, if he went to college, if he was in a fraternity or whatever like that, they may be clean, maybe not clean. But I noticed with a lot of men, straight and gay, cleaning is at the top priority a lot of times. And I don't know what it is for um, other people. But it seems like it's just it's just not a thing. And that's why you know that I've noticed that when a straight man and a woman get together, like the first thing, and it's usually, you know, they talk about it in shows. So I'm just going by that and my friends and whatnot, is they change the household. Oh, we got to clean this up. We got to fix that. Right. This can't be like that. You can't live like this. What are you, an animal? So right. it seems like a lot of times men just revert back to like their primal, I just need a pot to piss in and a turkey leg and I'm good. Cleaning is one of the biggest arguments that heterosexual couples have. Yeah. I don't know if this is revealing too much, but my dad was, (laughs) you know, not, yeah. So as an adult male now, I am completely the opposite. Not to the extreme where I have like an OCD where I'm cleaning up everywhere, but I'm definitely more aware of my surroundings and I don't like things to pile up too much. I don't like to keep things in my car. You know, I like to keep a presentable space at all times because not only does it keep my mind centered, but you know, it, it's just, it's uh, it's more hygienic. And I don't think a lot of guys really care about that sometimes. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. Sometimes I've been seeing like contacts just like littered around my apartment because my husband just can't keep up with them. And I'm just like, you're frowning, but this is just, you know, guys just don't fucking care. Like one day I was right. in, the, in, the, in the shower and it, we're, we're digressing. This show is not about guys. So, in <laughs> Rhonda, let me ask you this. How did you end it with him? Um, well, the second thing was, um, and I had it on my, he didn't have in his profile that he was a smoker. And I had on mine that I don't want smokers. Wow. Um, so he had dirty ashtrays in the house and I saw them and I was like, this was after the bathroom incident of him, you know, trying to throw up when he was cleaning. And then I said, I just said, um, do you smoke? And he goes, yeah. Why is that a problem? He goes, yeah. <laughs> you didn't read your profile so, at all. <laughs> no, apparently not. And most of them don't anyway, but, um, so anyway, we did have the meal because he'd already started cooking. Oh, that's another fiasco there too. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, the story goes on and on, but um, it was, so I ate and it, I just got very quiet between us. And then I just left as soon as I was done eating. And he tried to get a second date with me. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I can't. <laughs> but you didn't ghost him. No, I didn't. I, I, I hate ghosting. 
I hate yeah, it. That's no fun. So if a guy ghosts me now, I will actually reach out to him and say, hey, I wish you well on your future uh, search. Just because mm-hmm. you know what? To me, I think it's very disrespectful. I think a person should have enough balls to say, you know what? Just I don't think we're a good fit. I'm not going to get offended. Mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather someone be honest with me than just, just ghost left, me for no reason. Yeah, mm-hmm. Left wondering what went wrong and then... Yeah, please. That spirals. Yeah. So, okay. Now I'm curious, what would your ideal match look like? (laughs) Not literally look like, but like the essence of them. Literally could be good too. Well, yeah. Picture. (laughs) Um, So he definitely is into personal development um, because I am, and I'm constantly growing and evolving. And I need a partner that does the same because otherwise we'd grow apart. So he's definitely going to be into personal development. He's, um, a professional, like, um, a kind of a businessman, I guess. I see myself more with somebody that's in the professional businesses, not to say I'm not exploring other types of careers that men are having. Um, but, you know, to go out with somebody that works at McDonald's, probably not going to happen because there's that financial so ambition, though. So it's yes. not the job itself. It's their ambitions in life. If somebody what if you was the general manager at a McDonald's? Of a McDonald's? Six years. Well, if he's really if, if he's got lots of great personality of things that I'm looking for, then, you know. So when you say be. professional. What, what like um, finance, uh, real estate, investing? Uh... <laughs> that's funny about the real estate. Actually, that's another story that just happened. <laughs> um, Do tell. Well, uh, so uh, I there was a guy who was in Toronto, a real estate broker, very successful. Uh, we talked for two hours, went really well, and then. Um, he wanted to meet. He asked me to go to his place, which was a three hour drive one way and, you, you know, go swimming in a swimming pool and they cook dinner or go out, whatever. And so I thought, you know what, for first meet, I'd rather meet halfway. So uh, an hour and a half drive for each of us. We can meet, see if there's any sparks, chemistry, if we get along. Um, and he actually got angry with me. And he said, I'm not going to drive halfway. There's no way. Um, And I just thought, wow, that's like showing your true colors right away. Thank you very much. Wow, he was an asshole. Yeah. So why do you think he got mad? Like, what was he mad about? Did he ever explain, like, what he was so upset about? Well, intuitively, and just from what he said, it's, I think he had a very big ego. And that it was. I I was being blessed by his presence and going yeah. to his home. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was like that. And yeah. and when I when I told him that I wanted to meet halfway, he literally talked over top of me the whole time and he wouldn't let me say anything. And he was angry and he was saying all these things and he did that sarcastic, well, sweetheart. And I was like, ooh, gross. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Did you guys talk over the phone first or like do a video thing or? Okay. We talked over the phone. Yeah. 
So this is what broke it for him. You having the audacity to expect that he's going to drive an hour and a half when he expects you to drive three hours to come and see him for him to maybe be interested. Yes. Yeah. The audacity. I just <laughs> men are something else sometimes. It's like there's such a high list of a high a long list of things and requirements that they expect you to check off. But when it comes for for them returning, and it's like, no, no, that's not happening. What do you think? Yeah. And it happens in the gay world too. Can <laughs> so, we can we hone in on that wealth, sweetheart? Because that just triggered an entire conversation that I saw. And Wanda, you might have seen it too on uh, my Facebook group. Uh, somebody had asked about the the being called dear, a woman being called dear, um, and that just triggered that whole well sweetheart type thing. And I had a call recently with a potential client who kept calling me dear and sweetheart uh, via text. And then when I got him on the phone, I realized, oh my god, this is one of those rare cases where. He is just super Southern. And actually I found it very endearing when I heard it. Mm-hmm. Now seeing it typed, I was like, oh, stop calling me that. <laughs> but then I heard him call me that. And I was like, oh, well, that's sweet. I love it with that Southern accent. Like, But it's a very rare instance that that happens where- we How can... charisma can change yeah. the word for you. And, and in one situation, it's, you're ready to slap them. And in the other situation, it's like, oh my God, my nipples are so erect right now. Keep going. <laughs> so what happens with you, Wanda, when somebody does that, when somebody calls you dear or pulls the sweetheart comments? It depends on the situation, you know, what we're talking about, how long we've been talking. Um, like in this particular case, you could tell he was being very sarcastic because it was coming out with anger. Um, yeah. There's other guys that have called me like honey and babe and sweetheart on the first time we've actually even messaged. Mm-hmm. And to me, calling me babe on the first message is not really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I do get what you're saying, Andrea. If you know, mm-hmm. they're Southern and that, but these guys clearly were not. It's so rare. No. Yeah. yeah. He's an exception no. to the rule because the majority of them is very condescending. Yeah. yeah. Especially on apps where it's like open to interpretation based on who's reading it. So I feel like the wording should almost be so general in a way when you're talking to someone you don't know until you can at least get on a phone to at least give some, I don't know, life to the words that were already sent to you because have you ever had that situation where you were typing with someone for so long and you finally talked to them and it just did not match up to like the way they were mm-hmm. because you've yeah. already like you know you've you've painted the picture of them in your head based on the way that they type and then you talk to them you're just like oh okay I wasn't expecting yeah. that yeah yeah. So. yeah and then sometimes there's been a couple guys where when I finally talked to them on the phone, their voice made me cringe. Really? Yes. It was the weirdest thing. And I was like, Oh my God. Like I I couldn't, I couldn't stand to listen to them. It was like, it was the weirdest thing. Yeah. You don't want to be like with someone where their voice makes you cringe. (laughs) (laughs) It's like being around a guy with like, or a girl, whoever with um, weird BO 
but it could be like for various reasons why it's happening. But it's just mm-hmm. like certain things, it's just as hard to tolerate sometimes. Yeah. Let me ask that you this. Would you feelings. be open? It's okay, Kanan, we're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so Wanda, you kind of talked a little bit about like doing the site and there's not a lot of guys in your area. And so it kind of is forcing you a little bit to be open to long distance. Like what has your experience been with trying to date long distance? And is that something that you're open to? I have been open to it. I obviously would prefer to have someone local because you can get to know them faster and it's easier to get together two or three nights a week instead of, you know, once a week or once every two weeks, depending on schedules. Um, I find that in this area, the the guys that are long distance, like say Toronto, um, they are not interested in long distance at all. They come right out and say, Hey, you know, you seem really nice, but you know what? I want someone local. So I'm finding that is happening a lot. Um, And I reach out to guys as well. Like I don't just wait for guys to, you know, approach me or anything. So um, I've even asked a couple of guys out on dates. So just when I've Mm -hmm. met them somewhere. Where do you usually go when you meet them? Well, (laughs) um, it's just local stores. Stores. I'm just going to say that. I'm not going to go into too much detail. Okay, just, so just a local store. Just a local store. Uh, okay, I'm like, wait, what kind of stores? Like, <laughs> no, no, let's go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I asked that about um, long distance because something that I've seen that is pretty consistent is that men who are open to long distance aren't stuck on the sex aspect of the relationship and guys who are like, I won't date anyone long distance. The more research that I do, the more I see that a lot of them are not open to long distance because they want that regular sex. So it's very sexually driven versus Mm -hmm. men who I've met who are open to it. And even if it's like six hours away, which I do have that I'm thinking just because I know some in Canada that are probably about a six hour distance for you, but that do fit that they are the types of guys who, you know, he also lives in like a small town and doesn't have a lot of options nearby and is um, really into spirituality and growth and just can't seem to find somebody who's down to earth and willing to like grow with him. But he's also kind of limited because of his area. And when we finally sat down and talked about being open to long distance, I'm finding that a lot of men agree that they want a life partner. They're okay with the long distance. It's Mm -hmm. not sexually driven. It is partner driven. It is, I want to establish a connection with somebody. And so when a guy on an app says like, I want someone who's local, who's close for one, he doesn't want to put in much effort because he's probably not looking for a life partner. He probably really is just looking for that situationship or that casual dating or just the simple aspect of sex readily available to him. So something to keep in mind, you know? Yeah, that's actually a very good point. What'd you say? What motivates you? Like Wanda, what motivates you for, to? He's have not asking someone? me. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. 
<laughs> no, but Wanda, what motivates you to prefer to have a guy that's within, you know, that's local to you so you can be able to get to know him faster? Um, I guess so you could see them maybe three times a week or two times a week. But, you know, I suppose if they're long distance and you get to know each other better, you could stay for a weekend, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um I How many days? Point, though, about the sex thing. I hadn't thought of that, Andrea. That's actually a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's like I do this for a living. Just kidding. It's like you do. <laughs> How many dates does it take you to figure out whether you want to go further with a guy in the past based on like previous? One. One? One date. Yeah. And I know, I know um, if it's, if it's iffy, if there's not red flags, then mm-hmm. if I'm not sure, then I will go out with them again. But I haven't had that happen. Um, usually there's the guys that I've dated. There's just so many red flags that I don't want to go down that route. And I just don't want to. I know there are things that are non-negotiables for me. And I don't have unreasonable non-negotiables. Mm-hmm. Um, very Clean realistic. house and no smoking. <laughs> That's not unreasonable. <laughs> and good hygiene is really important. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Is there a chance your picker might be a little off (laughs) if you're constantly attracting men who have red flags on a first date? Yeah, you know, there must be. I've I've questioned that often. It's like, okay, why am I getting these kind of guys? So, yeah. Um, Yes, maybe there's something there. Because I noticed like for some of my friends, they tend to attract the same kind of guy over and over and over. It's because it's something they have to learn or get through. I don't know. But there's a reason why they're attracting the same kind of person. And once you figure that out, then you can probably break through that and then get to the other side and then start to attract the guys that you really want. Because it sounds like the guy you really want, in my opinion, just listening to you, maybe it's like a small business owner, like he owns a cafe or a bar or something, or maybe he has a small shop, or maybe he travels sometimes because he has to go around the country to do sales calls. You know, that's, that's a possible thing too. I think that kind of guy would be great and he might most likely be long distance because what it's sounding like is the guys that are local to you aren't really the top of the crop. It sounds like they're yeah, guys that have right. been there for a long time, probably graduated high school there, moved down the street from where they were born, and that's where they have been the entire time. But it sounds like the guy that you want is more of a cosmopolitan guy, more of a metropolitan guy, more of a ambitious, travel-seeking, jet-setting, I don't know, all that and above. And it does sound more like a city fella. Right. Wanda, you're not in a big city, are you? No, I mean, I know we talked about this. Yeah, very small town. Yeah. And I I think that's, that happens to a lot of people. I get, I get on a lot of calls of people throughout the week that they're in a small town and they're like, I don't know how to date in a small town the biggest city is like an hour and a half away or for some people it's three hours away. And this is not just a U.S. problem, a Canadian problem. I get on the calls with people out of Australia in the UK. Like this is a global issue of people who are living in smaller towns or even just smaller cities like mine, where it's just like, I need to be able to find someone outside of this bitty little area that I have that's not my type of person and I think that's the problem 
I read yeah. an odd fact today. There is, uh, I might be wrong, so please don't send me emails mm-hmm. if I am. There is 7 million more women in Russia than men. So can you imagine the frustration wow. of trying to find a mate there when every guy you're like, oh, he's single, get him. It's like, you know, so at least <laughs> at least we have somewhat of an option here in the States and in North America for you. Would you reconsider dating a guy that maybe is living in Toronto, you know, that maybe you have to travel you know, once or twice a month to spend some time with, go out to dinner, enjoy culture in the city, go to museums, go out to a nice fine dining restaurant, maybe go to a live show and then come home? Yeah, actually, um, I would be open to it. I um, I like to stay open because I, I just feel like around here, they're just, it, it's a different mindset in this area as well. And Got a branch very, out it's a very me, me, me. And it's like a lot of industry, like a car industry, um, different mentality. Um, Factory workers, right? Yes. Yeah. It's like a survival mentality almost in a way. Like, yeah, it's, it's kind of, um, they're the most important. It's all a me, me, me kind of thing. There's a lot of that. And I'm not saying everybody in this area is like that. I don't want people mm-hmm. to think that I'm saying that at all. I'm just saying as far as single guys go, that's yeah. what I've been finding. Um, what age this is how we raise our men. Right. Well, yeah, but a lot of it could also be the age range. Like, I, I don't know if we've ever talked about, like, what age range do you tend to go for? Um, honestly... I go, I, most of the guys I've dated have been younger than me. Um, not by a lot, like within five years, you know, and I don't want to go beyond five years older than me unless that man is very young for his age. And I mean, like, like uh, mature, but still Mm. I'm just finding I was married twice, both husbands, one was eight years older, one was 10 years older. And when you get into 10 years older or more, it's a different decade. There's a Mm -hmm. different mindset when you get into if somebody who's like 65, they think completely different than the way I think, because there was a big change in mindset during that time period of when he was born and I was born. So, um, so I don't want to go a lot older for that reason. Or Mm -hmm. where the stage that you're at in life. I know with my mother, she's 71, still not still single, but single again. Um, and she's finding because she's 71 yet still working and also looks like she's in her early sixties that dating men in her age range in the seventies, they just don't match up because they're retired and they're old and just want to sit on the couch and she's still working and she wants to go out dancing and she wants to like go do things. And so she does have to date younger because their life doesn't line up correctly. And so I could see that happening a lot in your area too. That can go back to that hygiene and the men not really taking care of themselves. We see that a lot where it's an older couple and the wife is usually pushing the husband around in his wheelchair or his walker. It's like, what is it with men and just not taking care of themselves and expecting either their wives, girlfriends, or kids to just take care of them until they rot and die? I don't get it. I don't know who is teaching- Maybe it's the mommy syndrome. Because some guys do. Some guys just want you to cook and clean for them. 
And, you know, like, that's all they want. They don't care about anything else. They want something to cook and clean. They want that mama figure. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And you have to think about men your age, in your age range that you're looking for, they may have been those types of guys who mom took care of them and then he went to college and then he got married and now he's divorced. And so he's Mm -hmm. always had that woman in his life taking care of him. And so it is important to kind of get an idea of like, where are you coming from? Like, have you been married before? Have you been in long-term relationships? Like how long has it been? How long have Ultimately, what you're asking him is, how long have you been taking care of yourself? (laughs) If a guy's house looks the way you explained, Wanda, he's been single for quite a long time. That's disgusting. As a hint to just, I don't know, next time I would say, you know what? I just realized I left my turkey on. My sister is coming into town and her favorite meal is turkey. You know, I got to go home and turn it off for my house burns down. I got to go. Get get out of that situation. Don't even stay. Because if his house looks like that, girl, that food is disgusting. (laughs) Right. So that's a great point, Kanan. Why did you end up staying? You knew knew the second you walked in that door that you were not feeling it. Why stay? I didn't want to be rude. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm too considerate. I'm too nice sometimes, honestly. Oh, you're Canadian. No. Yeah. Canadian. We forget. Canadians, Canadians are so freaking nice. Well, they don't know how to be rude. No. When you're that, that nice, you end up in situations that you don't want to be in because you're busy being nice. That's what my sister goes through a lot. She's a cancer. And I guess they say a lot about people that are cancer. They, they feel a lot and mm-hmm. they hold on to a lot. So a lot of times she... No, you got to just put your foot down and say what you want because you end up with people dragging you into their drama because you're just too afraid to say, I'm not saying you particular, just saying people like that go through that. They're afraid to say no because they don't want to be unliked or feel like they did a bad thing. Fuck that. You have one life. Put your foot down and be like, I don't want a dirty ass dude. Goodbye. But on the the flip (laughs) side, I want to point out another issue that might pop up. Wanda, if you decided in that moment, like, I don't want to stay here anymore, how would you have gotten out of that situation? Because here's the thing that most men forget to think about. A woman is in a man's house. And in that moment that something goes south, the first thing she thinks about is her safety. And you guys forget about that. Like, So we tend to pull the, well, I don't want to be rude and I want to be nice, mostly because I don't want him to get pissed off because I don't know him well enough to know that he isn't going to do something. So you got to become an actor and be like, oh my God, oh my God, I left my fucking oven on. I I don't, I almost burned out a house last year. I got to (laughs) go. Turn the drama up. No, what do you do? Seriously, how do you get out of that? Yeah, Wanda, what would you do? Um, honestly, I'd be honest with him. So I kind of go with my intuition a lot too. Like I never would have gone to his house if I didn't feel safe. Um, I don't make it a rule to do that on a first date at all. Um, but I do go with my intuition. My intuition has never steered me wrong and I can read people pretty good. Um, so like he was a nice guy. Don't get me wrong. Very nice guy. Just not clean. Um, but so I probably would have been honest with him and just said, listen, you know what? Uh, this is uh, something that I just know that I can't be around someone like that. I can't even date somebody that's like this because I've 
experienced it. I've tried to do it several times. It doesn't work for me. And you smoke. So you know what? Let's just call it a, a, a night. I wish you well. You I, think- I believe in being honest. Mm-hmm. Yes, but I feel like you saying all of that could lead to him becoming defensive and then it could lead to a situation that you don't want. I don't think you owe him an explanation of why you don't want to be there. I know I'm saying this as a man, but like you should just say, I don't want to be here and leave. Like if that's what I'm saying, if you have to act in that situation, you don't owe him explanation as to why you don't want to fucking be there. You don't want to be there. Simple as that. You're nice. I get it. And no, you don't. No woman owes a man any explanation why she doesn't want to fucking just fucking leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, like it's very hurtful to someone else if you're just like, I don't want to be here. Bye. It's that's very rude. To what Wanda I think is saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you just want to be very open and honest to say, like, look, you know, I don't think we actually have enough in common. I don't think that this is going to really go very far. And I'm worried now that we're just wasting our time or whatever you want to say. But like, you're a nice person. I wish you the best because he's not a terrible human being. Yes, mm-hmm. the cleaning thing's a problem. Could you get someone in to clean? Probably that doesn't define his personality. What defines his personality is why he thought it would be fun to invite you over, point out the fact that he's a filthy pig (laughs) and then proceed (laughs) to take you on a tour of this disgustingness. Why he thought that was going to be somewhat impressive. I don't know. Who knows what he was thinking, right? He wasn't. Maybe, maybe he thought I would volunteer to clean. (laughs) Oh, that's disgusting. You probably nailed it on that one. He's like, maybe (laughs) she'll be like, you know what? Let's just turn this into a cleaning day. Where's your scrubbers? <laughs> you know what? It's giving you some really fun stories. So, <laughs> and you're safe. That's all that really matters. Yeah. You know, since you just said that, the fun stories part, I feel like dating, the more you date, you get closer to knowing what you want and what you don't want. Because I was talking to my sister yesterday. And she's very specific about the kind of man that she wants. I'm like, then you know what? Get out there and date him because I don't know if that's the kind of guy that's going to work for you. But if this is what you want, you got to start dating people. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're just lost. Because I've dated guys in the past and I thought that was exactly the kind of guy I want. This He's powerful. He's this. He's that. And then I get into the situation and it's like, mm, this is not what I want at all. But then it gets me closer to getting a partner that really fulfills me because I'm out there dating. I'm doing the legwork. In the words of, (laughs) I hate to quote her, but it's like Samantha from Sex of the City. You got to do the legwork. You got to see what's out there. Otherwise, you you don't know what you really, truly value and the best that a guy can give to you or a girl. And that happens to a lot of people nowadays. They are out there and they're saying, this is what I want. And they're only dating the type of person that I think they want. And lo and behold, the person they get into a relationship with is not the same because they're focusing on the wrong aspects, the wrong attributes of a person, instead of focusing on what do you really want in a partnership? Like looking like 10 years down the road, what does that relationship look like now pull back and find that person? You're not going to find a spark on the first dates because only 11% of population ever finds the spark on the first date. 
But if you want a long-term relationship, you have to look at like, what is it that I actually want long-term? And, you know, how am I attracting this person? How am I bringing that person into my current dating life? Wanda, let me ask you this. Have you done any like micro dating? Because you're in a small town, trying to date someone in one of the big cities that's around you, instead of having to get in your car and like drive an hour and a half to meet someone midway, have you considered doing like micro dating, which is like, for those of you who don't know who micro date, what micro dating is, it's when you do these 10, 15 minute dates and you can do them on um, like on Zoom or FaceTime or whatever you have. You can do them face to face, but they work really well if you do them over like a video chat where it's literally like 20 minutes long at most. And it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to have a drink together. You have your glass of wine. He has his and you finish the glass and you're done with the date or you do a coffee date where you have your cup of tea or coffee or whatever. And as soon as it's empty, you're done with the date. Have you tried that? I have not, I'd be totally open to it, but I don't know of anyone around here that's doing that. I haven't come across anything. Sounds like, so, but I would definitely be open to that. That would be, it like, is. to me, it was like I, screening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you can, you can learn a lot sometimes, not always, but sometimes you can learn a lot just in a few minutes, like 20 yeah. minutes. Cause you, especially right. if you're watching them, you watch their mannerisms, you see how they talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I read people, right. I read the way they move, the way they talk. And, and, you know, you give them a little bit of leeway there because there's that nervousness in the beginning too. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. It's but just yeah. a really nice way to meet someone. So like, I'll give you guys like my big thing that I do with my clients is if they want to do online dating, we set them up. I redo their profile for them and we make sure that first of all, they're attracting the right type of matches. Then we do micro dating. So there's no chatting on the app. It's, Hey, you know what? If you're serious about looking for someone, I want to do this date with you. And they immediately do this little micro date and then they plan a first in-person date. Because, wow, is it a nice way to really see like, you know what, can I handle being in this person's presence? You know, if someone gets on a video date like this and you look at them, you're like, my gut is telling me something's fucking wrong. Well, now you just saved yourself the hassle of getting in the car and going to meet them or spending money on the date. Or being in their dirty ass house. <laughs> I feel like I feel I feel like in the perfect world, that is how dating apps should work. You okay? Let's say we redesign Tinder right now. You swipe right. Oh, I like you. I like you too. Video chat. You go in a video chat. You talk for. You see, like you can even build a little timer. I don't know. Make it cheese. I don't know. There's like a third, a, t- a twenty minute timer. You talk just like Andrea said. And then it's done. And there's a question at the end. Would you like to set up a date in person with this person? You say yes or no. And then you fucking move on. All this like back and forth, back and forth. Do you like me? Send me a dick pic. No, send me a vagina pic. No. Um, uh, 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 So tell me, what were your ambitions when you were in the 10th grade? Like, who cares? Like, just just meet in person. Like, you know how people like to do that too? Like, linger Mm -hmm. and on. Like, just shut up. But um, in a perfect world, that's how a dating app should work then you don't have to like go through all this BS and end up on dates with like really, really weird people. Cause that is no fun. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I've, I've actually asked men to do a zoom. Most of them don't want to. Um, but there is your house is a mess. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They don't want to see what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> um, Get a virtual background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you want to? <laughs> um, so, but there is somebody that I'm was supposed to actually have a video call with tonight. Uh, first, first one, but he had to reschedule because something unexpected came up. But he explained it and everything. But anyway, um, we were going because he's from a four-hour drive away, and so. We were going to just do a video chat, see how things are go, and then go from there. But yeah, I, I think like it's a that. great idea. That's a wonderful idea, especially if you limit it and you know, like, look, that let's and you set that parameter ahead of time, right? Because a lot of times people get nervous of like, gosh, if I'm going to go on a date, is this going to be like a two-hour-long date? And like, mm. it gets very intimidating. So if you tell that person, like, you know, I'd really like for us to have a conversation face to face, but seeing that we live so far apart, can we do a Zoom or whatever app you use? Can we have a Zoom date? Let's just both get a cup of coffee or tea. And when our tea is gone, we're done with the conversation and see where it goes from there or a glass of wine or a beer or whatever you want to do. Whatever. It's something... It's helpful. To, and the reason why I keep saying a drink is because, first of all, it's how most first dates are. They're usually over a drink or a coffee. And mm-hmm. it allows you to limit the time. It is what sets the timer on that mm-hmm. date. Oh, look, my coffee is gone. The date is over. Kane and I kind of do that with the podcast. Oh, my coffee yeah. is gone. We're done recording. <laughs> Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. And if anything, maybe we should start pushing that more. People that just do Zoom dates, because if safety is obviously an issue and I'm obviously just overlooking it because I have a penis, we need to get more guys to be open to Zoom dates. Simple as that. Make it a safer environment. And if you're interest, both interested, you go on a second date. Simple as that. Guys, you can't be afraid to go on these dates. Like, what is the fear? And I can almost guarantee you it's their house. They just do not want you to fucking see the pigsty that they live in. Like, no, seriously. I, I almost feel like that's like, I can almost like bet money on it. I think that's every guy's reason why they don't want to do it. Or they just want a quick hookup that night, right? If that's all they want is just to hook up, then they don't, right. they're not going to want to do a Zoom, right? So, right. but it well, could be a lot of guys time as well. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're going to weed through them really quickly. Wanda, thank you, thank you, thank you for being so candid on this conversation. I really hope that our listeners are getting a lot from hearing your experience. I hope men are listening to what women actually want. That would be nice. Um, With that said, hello. uh, (laughs) I just want to remind our listeners of like Kanan and I don't, we're not great about selling ourselves on the show. And so I want to take a minute to like remind our listeners that Kanan and I have other jobs. <laughs> Being a podcast host is not our full-time job. And while no, obviously we love knows, it, <laughs> we do. Everyone knows that I'm a dating coach because that's the whole point of the show. And um, reminder that my book is out. You can get it on Amazon. It's called Get the Girl Dating the High Value Woman. And mm-hmm. I want to make sure that everyone understands that if you want to follow Kanan as well, he has his own set of business endeavors that he's involved in. Oh my God. I am trying to keep myself busy. I have my clothing line. I'm working on a men's wellness line because I, 
based on this conversation, what I'm hearing and what I'm understanding is that a lot of men need more wellness in their lives, whether it's internally, mentally, it's just not happening because we've raised men to be wolves. That being said, (laughs) I'm working on like a men's wellness complex. I want to scale it and build it to where we have products that help men in various ways, but we're starting off with a wellness tea. That being said, you can follow me at Kane and Dewey on Instagram and other social media outlets as well. Awesome. And with that said, we want to thank our listeners for following us. Please give us a review, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform and keep dating smarter. Thank you both for having me. Thank you, Wanda, so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Date Smarter, Sexier. If you'd like more information on how you can be more successful with love and dating, or to schedule a free consultation with me, your dating coach and matchmaker, please visit datesmartersexier.com. And please subscribe to this show at your favorite podcast streaming platform.